Welcome back, everybody, to Pop Pop, the pop culture podcast. I'm the LA Nerd, and with me, as always, is Taylor Salen. Hey, yo, how's it going, everybody? And Lauren Sperling in Greece. Hi, friends. Who are you? Me, thinking you can just globetrot all over the world? <laughs> Jet-setting everywhere? Jet-setting yeah, in different mean, countries? The way that my week here has gone, yeah, would, it feels like a Joel story. But. Can't wait to travel internationally <laughs> again in November. Yeah, that's gonna yeah, be fun. It's... We're gonna we're, we're gonna swap places. <laughs> yeah, basically, it's 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 weird. It's weird traveling internationally during COVID times, and it in a lot of ways feels wrong. But uh, it was for my like big sister's basically wedding. So I couldn't. It's a much better excuse than not my excuse go. to travel. Yeah, <laughs> which is fun. Yeah, I mean, fun fun has been had this week for sure. Yeah, complicated yeah. fun. We'll call I'm it. I'm vax. Look, man, complicated fun. Yes. I'm vaccinated. <laughs> We're all. I'm vaccinated. We have to get tested to you know travel anywhere. Yeah. yeah. So I'm not too worried about it, Taylor. Uh, you know what? Why don't you roll me those sweet smooth jams, brother? Wicka wicka. Uh, we got a little bit of news, right? Yeah, there's a few things. Yeah, nothing, nothing things. too like uh, groundbreaking. Uh, Definitely some funny things. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Some Indeed. pathetic things. Would yeah. you say as well? Yes, I would agree. Uh, what do you want to start <laughs> with? Um, I guess we could start with the start with the big thing, the most prominent thing. Um, okay, get, there's a lawsuit. Just to get that out of the way right away. <laughs> oh, no, the big thing. You meant the casting news for Super Mario Brothers. Well, I mean, that's, <laughs> that's the big thing. <laughs> no, I was talking about the lawsuit. <laughs> oh, the lawsuit. Okay, yeah. Um, yeah, so we learned this morning, actually, breaking news. Yeah, exactly. You got it. Um, uh, Marvel is basically suing to keep the rights to Avengers characters uh, from copyright termination which means that uh, oh, I thought they were being sued. Well they I read the are wrong. they they were they basically Oh they countersued. Yes. Uh, last month uh bold move gotten. Most notably uh the estate of Steve Ditko filed a notice yeah. of termination for Spider-Man. Um basically this says that uh Marvel this indicates that Marvel would have to give up the rights to 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 Ditko's characters and specifically Spider-Man by Oof. June 2023. So of course <gasps> Disney countersued, no. yeah, and uh, they're basically saying that uh, you know the creation of these characters was work for hire, and therefore it doesn't fall under copyright law, and the, the rights still are retained by Marvel, and so on and so forth. You know, we've had a few. Um, if you look at Hollywood Reporter, who broke this, they, they talk a little bit about some uh, some cases in the past that have been. Uh, similar to this, like uh, about a decade mm-hmm. ago, there was a dispute similar to this over Ghost Rider. 
Um, <laughs> yeah, because everybody wants the rights to Ghost Rider. Well, yeah, and then you know Nicholas Cage uh, did. Yeah, and then like even a, a little, uh, I think it was about 2013. Uh, they also tried to terminate copyrights uh, to Spider-Man, X-Men, Incredible Hulk, and mm -hmm. Thor. Um, and yeah, so you know this is apparently. Uh, the estates of five different comic book creators. Um, so it's no small matter. But yeah, I just wanted to get mm -hmm. your guys' quick thoughts quick thoughts on this and you know what you think the implications might be. I don't think it's gonna work. <laughs> um they sold these they sold the rights. Right? You can't just be, be like, oh we sold these rights. But now we want them back. Not necessarily. Like they, 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 it was one of those things where they basically at like work for hire. They were hired by Marvel to to create these characters. But essentially, one of the big, um, one of the big sticking points, at least on the Disney side, is what they call the Marvel method, which I'm sure you're familiar with, Joel and Lauren. Um, which basically mm -hmm. is like kind of, uh, especially you know in the Silver Age, was like essentially a loose kind of collaborative environment where like you know people like Ditko or Stan Lee would essentially pitch a character generally speaking and then the creator would be responsible for the specifics of the character you know what I mean sort of yeah. filling in all the details and so that's where it becomes a little bit of murky waters in the sense that like technically Marvel owns these copyrights I think as far as I'm concerned um mm. or at least as far as I'm aware and uh but it sort of raises that bigger issue of whether these people deserve to be compensated for essentially creating these iconic characters. You know what I mean? Sure. Um, yeah. I guess like, how does it affect, like, does this then not affect the movie rights at all? Like, are they just fighting for, I think it includes like, it would be sure the rights yeah. to the characters, which then if, you know, they wanted to make movies about these characters, they would essentially have to, um, uh, option or lease essentially like through the the rights holder yeah so that's where i'm confused because mm -hmm. i could see them fighting for like the comic rights right um like steve ditko's estate or whatever is like we want to own this character on the print or, or the page or mm -hmm. whatever right but like the company like the comic company marvel yeah. Right, like sold the rights to these studios, to these characters, right? You can't mm -hmm. just that's what I'm saying. Like, I wonder if it would affect like print rights, but not movie rights, because like they did sell these, like they sold the movie rights. You can't then just retroactively be like, ah, just kidding. Well, I mean, yes, but technically like, well, in the case of Spider-Man, yes, but for most of these characters, like Disney owns them because they own Marvel. You know what I mean? And I will right. say here at the bottom yeah. of the article, it it does say, and I'll I'll just quote quote the article here. It says, if the plaintiffs win. Disney expects to hold on to at least a uh, half, uh, at least a share of the character rights as co-owners, which I interpret as, you know, 50-50 or something of the like. The studio would have to share profits with the others. Additionally, the termination provisions of the copyright law only apply to the U.S., allowing Disney to continue to control and profit from foreign exploitation. Um, I think that's an in, interesting word. That's an interesting way. Yeah. To say so, that. so basically, yeah. it's about it's about the bottom line. Like, will Disney have to share the profits from these characters with these estates, or will they continue mm. to, you know, be the sole uh, owner controller of of these characters? Or I mean, I have no problem them. with them like mm. share. I mean, I don't care 
about Disney making less money, right? So like if yeah. they gotta share the profits, I'm fine with that. But as yeah. long as they're not yeah. like no more movies. No, they're they're gonna make dude, there's too much money to be made not to yeah. have to continue yeah. making movies. It's just a matter of who whose pockets that money is going into. Yeah. Oh well then what, in that case I don't give a shit. What percentage of a loss will <laughs> they take, like if they have to pay out these people? Yeah. yeah. But I mean I personally I think I don't know. I think it it would make sense for them to like split the rights like or the profits from it because you know yeah that was work for hire but it's it's such a weird situation yeah exactly. you know it's like technically then any director is work for hire for Mm -hmm. the studios you Mm -hmm. know so it's but they get royalties for their films like so why don't the artists get royalties for you know yeah well you you also have to remember this was you know obviously in the 60s so you know oh sure yeah yeah. different and like i i'm pretty sure that like there wasn't as much of a standard as there is today in in terms of these things and with copyrights and and, you know uh, profit participation and all that kind of stuff but really what it strikes me as is these conversations were never had right it's just yeah "Yeah." we're gonna pay you go make this character like nobody really knew how influential you know those choices would be so um, you know, it yeah. really comes down to, like, again, there's the famous case of uh, Simon and Schuster, um, who, or excuse, excuse me, Simon and Schuster, <laughs> Siegel and Schuster, who essentially, mm-hmm. like, un- uh, unsuccessfully tried to get the right rights back to Superman, which they were clearly yeah. and wholly the creators of, and that was unsuccessful. So, yeah. like Joel said, there's probably a good chance that this might fail, but it really raises that question of, like, how much um how important the sort of uh creators are in, in this case in terms of like being financially compensated for their work properly they're, you know they're I mean? gonna get they're gonna get a payout and then they're gonna mm-hmm. that's usually go what away. happens is it's like it's settled out of court so mm-hmm. um it's gonna be a lot of money though that's for sure oh my god yeah, yeah for sure so much money mm-hmm. i would say um, like hundreds of millions <laughs> Yeah. Um, yeah. So that's a uh, that's that. I mean, we'll probably be hearing a little bit more about this in the future, but just an interesting mm-hmm. complication uh, for. for Marvel. Yeah. Uh, speaking of the just real quick, speaking of the creators of these beloved characters that we all love so much, um, Entertainment Weekly released a commemorative Stan Lee issue. Mm. Um, I saw it at Barnes and Noble yesterday. Don't ask me why I was at a Barnes and Noble. Mm. Um and I was like, I have no way to carry this to where I'm going next, so I'll have to go back and buy it later. But it was an entire met, like the entire issue, every single page it was probably about like that thick. Yeah. The listeners can't hear. It was big. Um, they can't hear. See, see. Can't see. see. You can, maybe they can't hear. I don't. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> um, uh, but pop, it was pop, like podcast in- for the deaf. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> now released in Braille. Yeah. Um, <laughs> oh my gosh. It was uh in, it, it was like it like spanned his entire life. It was uh pretty fucking cool. I flipped through it. I kind of want to go back and buy it, but it seemed fun for us. Yeah. For nice. us I still want to read that Stanley book. Um although there's some pretty dark stuff in there from what I've heard in terms of you know mm. the way Stan Lee promoted himself as creator of some of these characters when in actuality mm. they were pretty much created by other people. So mm. I don't know. That's neither here nor there. Jumping on to lighter news, the uh, more the more important news. Yes, the more important news, <laughs> which is uh, 
Nintendo had a big press conference yesterday and mm-hmm. kind of out of nowhere announced a Super Mario Brothers movie that's coming out in December. <laughs> yeah. Although this movie is animated. Um, so apparently they've learned the lessons, you know, uh, of of Ghost Past. Um, I'm, yeah. I don't know if I still think they should have tried again. I don't know. Have you, either of you guys seen the yes. Super Mario film? Oh, yeah. No, but I've seen images and it's uh, real bad. It's notorious. Yeah. Like the production was, yeah. was notoriously like effed up in the movie. Like it shows, you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, this is a new film uh, coming out. We don't really know like what the plot of the movie is, which I'm sure it's probably. Yes, we do. Well, we Bowser do... kidnaps Princess Peach. Well, of... and Mario <laughs> has to save her. Of course. And I'm then talking he about goes the to the wrong castle. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Um, and the, the most interesting about this, uh, news is that we essentially learned who the voice cast is going to be, um, two of the most famous Italian actors in Hollywood yes. are playing Mario and Luigi, mm-hmm. Chris Pratt and Charlie Day, yeah. obviously the most, the most Italian actors of all time. Yes. <laughs> um, so that was yeah, a joke I mean, for everybody, obviously, uh, <laughs> yeah. So first of all, let's not just, the casting, the fact just... that they're Italian, <laughs> I mean Let, both. Yeah, right. The casting is very real. If it's it's rough. Let's just put it that way. Like it's uh I mean okay. Yeah. I think how I could see how someone could perceive this as being like really interesting, a really good casting to me and a lot of people on the internet, it just totally missed the mark. Um so mm-hmm. Chris Pratt as Mario. What are your guys' thoughts on this? Just very quickly, I want to run through this cast. He did a great no. voice acting job in the Lego movie, right? So I guess that's probably their thought process. Yeah. Um, I, yeah, I, don't, but, I don't care for it, but... Mario's just got a, a very specific, like, voice already. Like, mm-hmm. and Chris Pratt doesn't do voices. Like, Chris Pratt does Chris Pratt, which is he fine, does. and it's he great. Does now. And it works for, you know, it works for a Lego movie, for an mm-hmm. original character, but, like... Yeah, I don't know. It doesn't make sense to me. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Agreed. Um, it's it's very weird. And I don't, I don't know. I just think it's miscasting. Um, and, you know, yeah. I- ironically enough, um, the casting director came out it, right after the announcement was, was made and all the backlash. And he's like, yeah, like, you know, we we really believe in this cast. And, like, we think we made the you know, essentially the right choices, you know, and this and that. Yeah. And everybody was just like two thumbs down, basically, like in their responses. And I was like, man, people are mean, <laughs> um, which yeah. you know, I'm, I'm willing to give the movie a, a chance. But yeah. So beyond that, we obviously have Charlie Day as, as Luigi. And I think this is the weirdest one. <laughs> it's it's very weird. And and like my thought is like, hey, if you're going to get Charlie Day as Luigi. You might as well get Danny DeVito as Mario, because like at least you have something interesting yeah. there. You know what I mean? <laughs> um and w- what's really interesting is, ironically enough, a lot of this cast are comedians. So it's like, this is yeah. definitely probably going to be a little bit more of a comedic take. Beyond that, uh, th- my favorite casting choice, and I think this is actually like the one that's spot on, is uh, Anya Taylor-Joy as Princess Peach. Um, I disagree. Yeah. Really? Whoa. It should have been me. <laughs> oh. There you go. <laughs> there you go. I do not disagree with that. Um but yeah, I mean, I think that's a really good casting. You have uh, Jack Black as Bowser, which yeah. Yeah, that's pretty that's cool. on, on, on paper kind of makes sense. But I just feel like it might be no, a I little love it. like I Jack, love it. Jack Black is a little over the top sometimes. So I hope they rein mm-hmm. that in. Um, Seth Rogen as Donkey Kong. 
Um, again, on on the surface, you know, a very loud voice and personality. Donkey Kong's going to be a stoner, dude. Yeah. yeah. Right. Um, and those yeah, aren't bananas. I mean, imagine Donkey Kong throwing a barrel and then going. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. And that's yeah. the one thing where it's like I think Seth Rogen is a little bit too unique of a voice to for a character mm. like that, and I kind of feel the mm. same way about Bowser too. Um, you have Keegan Michael Key as Toad, which is like <laughs> okay, hilarious okay. to me. So weird. He's gonna he's gonna yeah. do, like he's gonna have to do a high. It's gonna be so weird. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And then uh, Fred Armisen as Cranky Kong, which uh, I'm like <laughs> I like that. I could I could buy that. Yeah. I could buy that. Yeah. Um you also have Sebastian Manis Maniscalco. I always mess his name up. Oh, as, the as comedian. Spike. Yeah. yeah. So um and then someone named Kevin Michael Richardson, who I've never actually heard of, is uh playing Kamek, uh, who I don't even remember who that character is, honestly. I'm not a huge Mario Fucking playing guy. who? <laughs> Kamek, K A M E K, maybe the listeners. K A M E K can correct us on that or something. I don't know. But Oh, the was... the fucking the little like turtle dude with like the staff, like the like the wizard oh, guy. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, yeah, what yeah, was yeah. his name? Kevin Michael the Richardson. Actor? It sounds familiar. Yeah. But uh but yeah, so I mean, you can see how a lot of these supporting roles are are largely made up of of comedic voices. Even Chris Pratt to a certain respect like leans into comedy a lot of the time. So Oh. Except for yeah, the- no, sorry. Kevin Michael Richards is actually a pretty big um voiceover guy. Oh, okay. Yeah, that that makes a lot of sense. Um I've probably he's done a, like he's had a long career in voiceover. Yeah, totally. Um which, you know, again, this feels like something that should have been a lot of voice character actors that would have been really great for uh-huh. this, as opposed to like, you know, name name voices. Um but uh but yeah, that's uh that's uh Yo, Kevin Michael Richardson was motherfucking Goro in Mortal Kombat. Mm. Yeah. Beautiful. Wow. I love that's it. That's pretty big, dude. I love it. Uh but Taylor, tell us about uh, the number one fan casting um for um Oh yes, yes. The big um mm-hmm. I forget what the, the plant, the plant things are guy, called. Yeah, um The Chomp? The Chomp. Yeah. No, the Chomp's the black oh, the... ball on the chain. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, um the the Venus flytrap thing. Yeah. yeah. We'll, we'll, we'll get it right. It's, you know. Uh but yeah, the the fan casting for that is none other than Jared Leto. Oh yeah, everybody. so good. Oh so good. my gosh. Yeah, no, it's it, there's a lot of jokes going around where it's like Oh, you know, oh like, it's just a piranha plant. Piranha, oh, piranha plant. plant. Yeah, gotcha. yeah. yeah. And, uh, and it's funny because you take any of these actors and you, you say, oh, Seth Rogen is Donkey Kong. Like, it almost feels like a troll job. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. A, yeah. Like a joke. So I just think it's funny that all those memes are going around. So, yeah, hopefully we'll get our cameo from, uh, from Jared Leto in this one. <laughs> if we don't, I riot. Speaking of which... Uh, we yeah. also have some breaking news on the Morbius front, Joel. Oh yes. Well, look, you know, famous people, famous movies, they all have social media accounts, right? They're gonna have a Facebook page for you to like. They're gonna have an uh, an Instagram to you know share stories and keep you updated on when the movie's coming out. And of course, they're gonna have a Twitter, right, to interact with all the fans, retweet you know, fun theories or what have you. Um, and these accounts generally have, you know, hundreds of thousands of followers, if not more. And that gets them the little blue check mark 
makes them verified, right? You wouldn't be a mm. studio movie if your Twitter account wasn't verified. Um, we've just learned that Morbius has been unverified on Twitter. <laughs> uh, we, I guess they didn't post for too long and they got, and they lost their verification status. But um, I think it's just a glorious comeuppance for such a shitty movie that we haven't even seen yet. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's pretty much perfect. Uh, very much emblematic of, of what that movie seems to be, at least uh, from the outside looking in. Really speaks yeah. to the quality of mm-hmm. uh, Jared Leto's Morbius movie. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. If it if it ever comes, I dude, I there's there's part of me that like we all thought New Mutants was just gonna get like shelved, right? Yeah, and then it finally came out. Part of me is just like they're just gonna shelve fucking Morbius and never fucking yeah yeah just never fucking release it. <laughs> <sighs> I would. Uh, uh, uh. I would not be surprised. Like, it just seems like a movie that's so unnecessary. I know we've had this discussion, but I mean, it definitely feels like a new mutants kind of situation where like the studios doesn't really know what to do with the movie because it doesn't seem to really have anything for any particular person. Um, unless yeah. you're a fan of vampires, like maybe, you it's know, just like, not going like, to fit anywhere now that well, they're like tying in, like the Sony universe to mm-hmm. like, you know, with no way home. It's just, it seems like it doesn't fit in anywhere unless they're going to fucking shoehorn Morbius into fucking no way home. And we just don't know it yet. Maybe oh, they boy. just use like the best, like five sec or five minute clip from the movie and just like edit it into no way home. Like nothing ever <laughs> happened. It makes um, no sense. No, but what I mean, I'm- yeah, go ahead. Lauren. Sorry. No, I was just thinking like, yeah, if they did, that it wouldn't totally surprise me because we already had that you know that toby mcguire poster in the trailer like toby spider-man mm-hmm. and michael keaton uh, thing and michael keaton and stuff so like wouldn't be surprised actually if they did tie it in but yeah i mean well to be fair this movie was supposed to come out before that film which is clearly not happening yeah. now it's coming out after yeah, but yeah, yeah even that could have been like the 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 uh, the setup to what happens in in um, in I keep wanting to call no it home. far from home, but it, no way home. Uh, yeah, and no uh, way far from home. Yeah, exactly. But like again, back to my point. Like the the question I have for people is like, especially the studio, who is this movie for? Because I can't figure mm-hmm. it out. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. like for fucking Jared made? Leto fans. That's it. Uh, uh, <laughs> yeah, apparently. Um. So yeah, I just just thought that was interesting. Um. That they ended up. You know, uh, just kind of letting this movie fall by the wayside. Unverified. I mean, movies. I'm not. Too, you know, I'm not too upset about it, honestly. No, no, I'm just, <laughs> I'm just surprised because normally, like, that doesn't happen with these big studio movies. But yeah, yeah, exceptions are made. They literally spend all that money to then just kind of be like, eh, maybe we don't need this. Yeah, yeah. maybe not. <laughs> and we all say. Yeah, you're kind of right. Yeah, you're probably right. (laughs) (laughs) I think we'd be okay with that. Thanks, though. Yeah. Yeah. But would we feel differently if it wasn't Jared Leto? Well, that uh, so, yes. I feel like I wouldn't be so hard on the movie, but I would still ask you the same question, who is this movie for? Because, like, that's not been apparent through anything that we've learned about it so far. Yeah. Yeah, very true. I agree with that. If Spider-Man was involved, it would be for fucking... Literally everybody. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, anyway. 
Also, Venom coming out soon, which I'm kind of excited yeah. about Venom too. My, my, my favorite thing about that movie is that it got pushed back and then it got pushed up. It was like, mm-hmm. what are you guys fucking doing over there? Yeah, yeah. Who knows? October 1st now, right? Uh, Yeah, I believe so. It's fucking like, next yeah. week. Yep. Holy shit. Yep, yep, yep. yep. Oh, God. Um, Taylor, I'm going to have to come out and we're, we're going to have to go see it together. Yeah. Oh, for sure, dude. Absolutely. It's going to happen because the first movie is is bonkers. Um, I guess yeah. I'll have to watch the first movie in its entirety before I can go see this one. <laughs> I forgot you haven't finished it. Yeah. I fell asleep. Yeah. I know. <laughs> the movie is kind of fun if you take it for what it is. If you try to treat it as like an MCU movie or like even one of the DC movies, you're going to be sorely disappointed because it's just bonkers. Um, like yeah. the lot, like the lobster scene still cracks me up yeah you get me high and you put me in front of a movie that's like not very good like i just fall asleep like i fell asleep during but you got impossible too you got risen med to keep you awake and going in that film but he wasn't even even doing a great job in that movie yeah no that role is kind of like yeah (laughs) such a great actor but still i love him but he wasn't doing the best yeah well it wasn't his fault i think it's more so the writing but that's neither here nor there so like uh yeah i guess we uh want to move on to the uh what if we talked about what if you guys what if wow wow Uh, wow (laughs) we have no there is no fucking mobius in these episodes okay you guys what if mobius rode a jet ski Uh. for 30 minutes what if Mobius <laughs> was actually Morbius? Oh, <laughs> you Bringing know what? I take it. Yeah. Uh, we have three episodes to talk about today because yeah. we missed a. Well, we're in between weeks, uh, yeah. so yeah. we got an extra episode to talk about. One of my favorites is in this chunk, and then the other two are just kind of, in my opinion, just like, eh, all right, they're just serviceable. Interesting. Um, yeah. I think I feel Uh-oh. Uh-oh. differently than you, but go ahead. Oh, Uh-oh. no. Interesting. Yeah. I, I, that's just my intuition so far. We'll see. Yeah. Um, Zombie Hunter Spider-Man was uh, the first episode mm-hmm. since the last time we podcasted. Yes. And <laughs> I just loved every second of it. It was great. Um. I really enjoyed the beginning like Peter he's he's like Peter Parker's making like a little like home fan film right about like how to survive the zombie apocalypse just mm-hmm. thought it was fucking adorable yeah. that's something fucking yeah. Peter Parker would totally do mm-hmm. um, I just thought there was a lot of inventive things in here like their home base is like a bunch of school buses like webbed together in the sky like between two skyscrapers mm-hmm. where the zombies yeah. can't get them like I thought that was really good that's smart um, I also love how Hank Pym is again kind of like the fucking bad guy in this like yeah wasn't necessarily like a bad guy but he was like responsible like um i really enjoyed i was like how are they gonna bring the zombies in you know that's always like a what's the cause Uh, a lot you know most times zombie movies don't explain it or you know Mm -hmm. they give you some weird like government science experiment yeah um i really enjoyed that it came from the quantum realm smart Um, Mm -hmm. i thought that was i thought that was pretty cool yeah that was an interesting take on that yeah uh but yeah so hank pym wasn't inherently the bad guy like he was in uh that one episode where he straight up fucking murdered everybody Um, yeah but it was his fault and i (laughs) thought that that was hilarious as well it's like what if all of these alternate realities are all just hank pym's fault (laughs) <laughs> Hank, Hank Pym fucks the Marvel Universe <laughs> in more ways than one. In more ways than oh, one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Hank I Pym enters Thanos' ass, and we see what happens. 
Hey, and he expands. Oh my and gosh. Blows him up. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I you think... know I'm I'm general sorry. Go ahead. No, go, go, go. I was just gonna say, you know, I'm generally I'm not a fan of like smart zombies. Um, so there was a lot yeah. of that in this, like Cap could throw his shield and like Hawkeye mm-hmm. could still fucking aim and shoot an arrow. Yeah. But I gave it, but I gave it a little bit of a pass because, like, it was a disease that came from the quantum realm and not necessarily like zombified brains, right? Mm-hmm. So, yeah. And maybe that's just me being a Marvel shill, and I'm and 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 I'm 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 okay with that. I've accepted mm-hmm. that role in my life. Um, <laughs> but I do give it a little bit of a pass because it's not necessarily a zombie virus, and it's well, something untouched yeah so mm-hmm. first of all you're technically not a shill because if you were marvel would be paying you so there's that oh true <laughs> um but yeah no i mean I, marvel I simp then i don't know yeah, yeah. um I, I definitely agree like i think there was like some interesting stuff in here but overall i don't i just don't know if this episode worked for me as well as some you of the son others. of a bitch I liked it i liked it <laughs> but i didn't love it you know what i mean i, I don't yeah. think it's the worst episode but it's like my favorite thing was like Peter Parker getting the cloak, like all that stuff, you yeah. know, like yeah. anything with Spider-Man in this episode is great, but some yeah. of the other stuff was a little, meh. and I think that's really mostly a limitation of the format of the series. Like they have 30 minutes mm-hmm. to like, it, they've been telling some pretty expansive stories for like a 30 minute runtime. Like you, would, yeah. I thought that they would it's have impressive. been like much more uh, contained in that way, but I think that's actually like in a, in the case of an episode like this is a little bit of a a hindrance to the storytelling. Mm. So that's just I like think my though that they're going to be expanded upon. We already know there's going to be a season two, mm-hmm. and there's been a lot of cliffhangers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So I yeah. think they're I I think they are going to come back around. Mm-hmm. Um, if we like never heard from it again, I, I would be kind of annoyed. I guess in I the mean, same vein. But we, we have like, to assume that we won't, though, because it's what if. And the yeah. whole idea is that they're self-contained episodes that it's just a one episode and that's it, you know. So, like, sure, benefit of the doubt. But as of right now, like, I have to assume that we're not going to get more. Yeah. How did you like the episode? Um, I thought, like, I, I kind of, I think I agree with Taylor a little bit in the sense that, like, it wasn't my favorite. Um, you son of a and bitch, too. I, sorry not sorry um i think it was like i think it was an interesting concept um and it had some funny moments but i think i also agree with you joel in the sense of like it just was a little bit weird for me that they like essentially retained the powers but still wanted to eat brains like it was a little cheesy for me um yeah. Yeah, it feels like a little bit of like wanting wanting to have your cake and eat it too in that sense. Um but, but I do want my cake and I yeah. do want to eat it too. I know, but sometimes I can't, Joel. <laughs> That's the point of the saying. Um yeah. Sorry, go ahead. I would say one of my favorite parallels was how in WandaVision Wanda was keeping Vision like alive and in this mm-hmm. it's like like a lot of what's going on in this episode is like vision feeding people to Wanda to keep her alive. Yeah. yeah. Um, so I thought that was kind of cool. Also like vision just can't yeah. stay alive in any, in, in any form of media. <laughs> neither, um, neither can Tony Stark and Tony Stark. Like they've killed him fucking yeah. six different times so far. So yeah. But at the end vision rips uh, out his own fucking 
mind stone to fucking yeah get Peter Parker to to escape yeah um, and then rectify. yeah seeing fucking seeing giant J- Janet Van Dyne like th- oh no I'm sorry um not Janet Van Dyne um Hope uh throw yeah. a fucking zombie at like the Quinjet as they're trying to leave is like fucking <laughs> hilarious dude yeah uh, also something that was really really fun to me was like Scott's head in a jar scott's head yeah. yeah like 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 almost futurama status you know what i mean like, oh for sure mm-hmm. futurama, yeah, yeah, yeah. futurama mm-hmm. vibes from that <laughs> um yeah i mean yeah that those were things that worked for me in the episode yeah there's definitely some fun stuff but sure. i just i just don't know if and even with the following episodes we'll talk about i'm not sure if they've really really truly nailed the concept yet like it's it's been good. No, there's been some really really good episodes, but like I'm not sure if there's still that one where it's like that's what what if is about. You know, like that's what it should be. I think it's thing. coming. I think so too. Like again, we'll get to the end of Party Thor. Um, yeah, yeah. But I think that's kind of the whole point. Mm-hmm. Um, I uh, do you guys think Hulk survives? Do you think Hulk can withstand zombie bites? Because in the end, he like runs into all the zombies to like let everyone escape, and he goes into Hulk form. Do we think the Hulk mm-hmm. can survive these things? That's a tough question, Lauren. You want to go first? Yeah. Um, I can't remember if we like did we see him get bit or anything, or we just see him run into the, the swarm. I think we just see him run into the swarm. But hear me out: if he gets shot by bullets. His skin is impenetrable, mm-hmm. right? Right. Well, that's what I'm saying. Is like, right. Yeah. I, I, I don't think. Yeah, that's uh, that's why I wanted to clarify if we saw him get bit or not because I don't, I, I don't think that he can get infected, and I think yeah. like the only way that he wouldn't survive is if somehow they like piled up on him and like suffocated him or whatever, you know, because there were just yeah. too many of them. Yeah. Ooh, how but long do you think I think Hulk he's just breath? gonna fight them his way out of them i don't know google how he's probably long got pretty big long lungs so his breath hulk size lungs yeah it's like that idea of like you can dodge a bullet you can dodge a zombie horde you know yeah you know what the hulk has gone to space so maybe he doesn't need to breathe either yeah they don't really address that actually like we know hulk can like survive some pretty extreme yeah. shit. they never really actually established that i don't think in the in the mcu now that i think about it uh-uh. okay here we go hulk, issue, but... hulk breathes and talks underwater in incredible hulk 138 hulk breathes in space incredible hulk 90 and hulk breathes underwater again in the incredible hulk 9 uh so these are obviously issues no you didn't yeah. miss eight incredible hulk movies um <laughs> but yeah apparently he doesn't uh need to breathe <laughs> I, yeah. I don't know maybe also, he breathes Something that's not oxygen, like ooh, that's a good point. Yeah, uh, I buy also, it. Also, like, why haven't we gotten a Hulk centric episode yet? I mean, I know he was kind of like in uh, what was it the episode, the third episode, um, where they kind of revisit the events of Incredible Hulk. But yeah, I'm just curious, like, why mm-hmm. we like it feels like this series would be perfect for that, especially because like there's a reason why Hulk is a supporting character and like hasn't gotten his own movie since Incredible Hulk. You know what I mean? So yeah. it just feels like this would be a good uh good um opportunity for that. I'm sure to do it. It'll yeah, happen. for sure. Yeah, I would not be surprised. But um yeah, and then, you know, obviously at the end of this episode we see 
sort of zomb- zombified Thanos with the uh, yeah. gauntlet. nearly completed gauntlet. So without as, without the Mind Stone, yeah. As as much yeah. as things change, they also stay the same. I still, yep. Yeah. Um. Which we'll get into this a little bit, and I think that's kind of like one of my other. I'll just call it a nitpick because it's not even really a gripe, but it's just this idea of like, you know, these alternate things happen in the series, but it ends up being fairly similar to like what we've already seen. Whereas I would really like to see mm-hmm. them going kind of wildly. Like the the best example of what they've what, uh, the, what they've done with that is the Star Lord episode, right? Where it's yeah. like that's completely yeah, different than what we've seen, as opposed to. Um, the sixth episode, which I really enjoyed, actually, uh, where it's like, oh, man. it's the same in a lot of ways. You know what I mean? Despite being different. So um, I'm curious as to what yeah. what what zombie Thanos wants to do with the Infinity Gauntlets. Like, yeah, bring, like bring all brains to this location. And then he like, he, like <laughs> naps his finger. Yeah, like, you can't have this- all brains to my yeah, he wouldn't. He wouldn't whatever. want to. He wouldn't want to mm. like destroy half the universe because then that's half the brains. Yeah. Yeah. So he's got to have a different yeah, motive, right? Yeah. Maybe it's secure, or maybe it's like reversing time so that the yeah. zombie yeah. virus didn't happen. Yeah. Um. All right. What's the next episode? Yeah. The the next one is the Tony Stark uh, Killmonger episode. Killmonger. Which, yeah. Which, ironically enough, I was kind of surprised that they buried it this far deep into the series. This feel, especially because it literally starts where the MCU starts, like the very yeah. first frame mm-hmm. of the MCU. It feels like this should have been something they led with a little bit earlier. Um. But mm-hmm. again, you know me. I told you guys with the episode three, like I'm a sucker for the phase one revisit revisiting yeah. Phase yeah. one so like i i just ate this this episode up um mm. so yeah what were you guys thoughts on this i think this was my least favorite episode yeah yeah i think so too yeah. i just it just i'm not a big fan when things are like double cross mm-hmm. triple cross quadruple cross and you're like yeah <laughs> i don't fucking care anymore like yeah, yeah. At this point it doesn't make any fucking like who cares like he double crosses you once you like, I, I just was like, I, I did. I don't care. Yeah. And I don't know if that was actually Michael B. Jordan, but if it was terrible voice actor, I, I mm-hmm. thought it was fucking atro- sure. atrocious. Sure it, was. it was hard to tell. Whoever um, it was, it wasn't good because the Wakanda forever turned into Wakanda yeah. forever. And you're yeah. like, Oh my God, the yeah. pauses. Who, 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 who directed this episode? Cause it was uh, fucking the awful. Same guy who directed all the other episodes. Okay. Well he needs to fucking <laughs> learn how to direct that one, that one actor. Uh, ironically enough too, the same writer wrote both of these episodes, the zombies as well as, as this one. So um, oh, there's funny. been, there's been like two main writers on all these episodes and they kind of like switch off back and forth. There's uh, um, episode three it- was co-written by both, but yeah. It definitely was Michael B. Jordan. Also, okay. he's a terrible voice actor. And, and it was Chadwick as T'Challa too. Yeah, yeah I think yeah. that was his last performance. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I just didn't I realize he did that he was uh, going to be in a couple of episodes. Yeah, yeah, you know. Um, yeah, so like again, I, I enjoyed this for what it was. Definitely not perfect, but. Um, I just, you know, any Tony centric episodes that we get, I think, are always interesting. But of course, they had to kill him, so you know. Because he um, dies in 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 every episode. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I mean, I don't know if you guys have anything else to to say to that one. There so. were parts of the episode I liked. I liked how like he got in with Tony by like 
outing fucking like uh, you know he he outed Obadiah mm-hmm. like yeah yeah I I I really liked that I did like the joke about him being like this looks like a Gundam and he's like what I like anime um, <laughs> yeah which, yeah which is funny because apparently anime is kind of big in the Bay Area um like there's a big well, and i think michael b uh-huh. jordan has said he likes anime like, well and also the thing. characters from the bay area so it's like just yeah, one yeah, of those yeah. little interesting tidbits that that's yeah. a, a nice detail so there are definitely things i liked about the episode but like again like he kills tony stark and there's no way like there's nothing in the lab where jarvis like has foot like there's no proof like come on like yeah tony's not that dumb he's, he's yeah. gonna get murdered in his own lab and like there's no proof of it like come yeah. on like yeah. Jarvis oh. would have been on lock. There, that, there dude. is proof of it though, because that's when Cherie like uh, or Cherie yeah. oh, uh, yeah. yeah, 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 but yeah, I, I mean, totally, it's used yeah. used for the for the for this purpose of this storytelling and all that. Um, the yeah. one thing, I mean, that, actually, good. I was just gonna say while while you're talking about that, like that was the one thing that I liked about this episode um, the most. I think is that ending with Cherie and Pepper, and like the possibility of. Uh, you know, because I, I don't I still don't think we figured out which of these episodes will be the direct tie into the MCU. Mm-hmm. And I think that could be a cool setup for Black Panther 2 is in like, you know, in the MCU timeline, not the what if timeline, but having that similar dynamic of them coming together with mm-hmm. both Tony and T'Challa gone. Yep. So, yeah, yeah, yeah absolutely. And I, I do like the idea of Killmonger actually like successfully becoming Black Panther and like something you know that that like this is one of those endings where it's like damn i really wish we had like 10 more minutes to, to explore. i just didn't like, like that he was still yeah. a bad guy like i like the idea yeah. of him like redeeming himself from becoming black panther but like he became black panther and then was like i'm gonna fuck the world up and that's, you're like no that's true but it's also more interesting it's more fulfilling if he becomes good and like eventually becomes a black panther for me it's more interesting if he's like what if black panther's bad like, what yeah. if someone with the resources of Wakanda and and Black Panther, like, just like you said, wanted to fuck the world up? That's yeah. a really mm-hmm. interesting idea. But again, something we'll probably never see. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, like the fight scene with like the like with um, o- Okayo was the one fighting with him. Right. Mm-hmm. And like the mom. Yeah, yeah, they were like, um, like the fighting against the Gundams was like super cool. Yeah. You know, the fighting in mm-hmm. in the entire series has been fucking amazing. So mm-hmm. I liked. Again, there's a lot about this episode that I liked, like parts of it, but as a whole, I just was like, oh my god, the story I just found so boring because you're like he double crossed yeah. you, and then I just saw it coming again. I was like, he's he's gonna do it yeah. again. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, yeah. I think it I think there were um the things that worked were like specific character beats and yeah uh like those we talked about with Sherry and Pepper and then like with the queen fighting mm-hmm. um oh, that was as so well like that was a, that was such a cool turn for that character you yeah, know absolutely and I think that's a good point to make because I, I feel like as a whole the series like the, the the best part of the series so far has been those little character moments right those little yeah. mm-hmm. those little interactions that happen that could never happen like in the timeline yeah, yeah. and I think that episode seven is actually like a perfect example of that yeah because it's so much fun like I yeah I, I don't know if it's the best episode, but in terms of my favorite, I think this might be my favorite so far. Wow, um, really? I mean, I just thought it was so much fun. Like it, it's definitely Party Thor. Ep- we're talking about yes, the, the yeah. Thor episode, yeah. episode seven. I just felt like it doesn't take itself too seriously, 
Um, and I think that's something that, that really uh, adds to this episode. Well, you know, mm-hmm. what I have to say to that is Wakanda forever. forever. <laughs> I will never get over the way he fucking said it. <laughs> oh, yeah. So bad. Yeah. Like, it's not like it was like an improv that had to go straight to print. Like they fucking, they fucking edited that and was like, yeah, that that's, that's, that's good. Yeah. Like, no, yeah. it's so bad. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I don't know. I would be fine if we didn't have to see the, uh, you know what? If they just, I don't know. I say, I don't want to see it again, but if Michael B. Jordan can just like voice act a little bit better then <laughs> I would well, love to see it again. Yeah. But as of right now, I'm <laughs> yeah. I'm over it. Totally. Um so yeah, jumping to the uh to the most recent episode, episode seven. What were mm-hmm. you guys' thoughts on this one? I kind of already gave you my general um impressions. <laughs> Party Thor. Yeah. Party Thor is a great I don't know. Like I didn't love it. I, I think again, uh it's the character moments are what I loved about it. Yeah. I thought uh aside from Thor, I didn't really like this version of Thor, um, especially the like whiny, oh no, my mom is going to come yell at me bit of it um, <laughs> was a little absurd in my opinion, but it was really cool to see uh, all the other uh, characters that came to Midgard and, you know, interacted in different ways. Just having a party on earth, you know? Like was okay. Was Korg at a rave or something? Why Why did Korg have a pacifier? That's my question. Um, who knows? Yeah, he was totally at a rave for yeah. sure. <laughs> Is that's, that a thing? That's the implication. For, oh yeah, for sure. Uh, I never yeah, that. that's interesting. Um, um, I really liked uh, Loki became a frost giant. Uh huh. That that was like a cool um, alternate timeline. Like, what if he was returned? To the frost giants and then he mm-hmm. just became one yeah um like, yeah. I love the scene when he's holding the tiny phone and he's like uh-huh hello <laughs> <laughs> that's what i'm so saying like it's the this episode is kind of absurd in yeah. a lot of ways and i like really love that they leaned into that absurdity i speaking to that i think one of the moments with the character beats that i love the most was where loki confronts thor and like you know of course they do that thing where you think they're gonna fight and like playing into the expectations yeah. and they're like what up buddy like we're here to party with yeah. you like it's so Oh, and he it's says, so my funny. brother from another mother. Yeah, like, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Um, they actually get along. Mm-hmm. Yeah. As if they were brothers more than when they're actually brothers. I, I know, right? I know. It's funny how that works. Um, Darcy marrying Howard the Duck was pretty funny. Oh, oh my gosh. Sweet. Yep. Mrs. the Duck. Mrs. the Duck. Excuse me, Mrs. the Duck. <laughs> well, I wish that could kind of be a real thing, you know? Oh, man. Yeah, yeah never God. know. And then obviously we get uh, Maria Hill in this episode too, mm-hmm. you know, who's like sort of the taking over for Fury, which I thought was really fun. Um, and all I, just, I also just loved rocks. the reason. Yeah, yeah. because the, because Korg just, he needed to, to, what did he say? Ball cannon? Yeah. Yeah. Like that, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, no, exactly. And so, you know, obviously the, the, the biggest thing, I found, again, this is more of a nitpick than anything, is them using the thing. Like, it felt like a reason to bring Captain Marvel into mm-hmm. um, this episode, which I was cool with. I like the idea of seeing, like, who's 
who'd win in a battle? You know, what if Thor and yeah. Captain Marvel fought? Like, that's fun. You know, that's kind of what they did in the in the first uh, Avengers movie, where it's like, what happens if Hulk and Thor fight? Who would win yeah. that fight? You know, like that that stuff's fun. Yeah. But at the same time, I just felt like again, it was one of those like, oh, we're just gonna use the pull from the well and use this and you know so on and so forth. Although I did love the interactions between Darcy and Captain Marvel. And where she's mm-hmm. like big fan, which also echoes back to WandaVision because she also tells yeah. Monica that she's a big fan, meaning that she's a big fan of yeah. Marvels, which I love. <laughs> um, yeah, I, don't know. Yeah. I thought it was a good I thought it was a good like what if like when when else would you use the beeper? Right. Like, yeah. Um, and like mm-hmm. the planet is good. Like at that point, like the planet was about to be destroyed. Right. So it was like, mm-hmm. at what point do you use the Captain Marvel? beeper and it was like like uh, i just love the they're gonna use it because a giant party is gonna destroy the planet like, yeah oh totally, totally yeah, yeah I, I just feel like yeah, yeah. totally i mean the just well so two things the justification for it is 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 fine i just felt like oh we're doing something similar whereas the whole idea of what if is to do something a little different so yeah take that or leave it as as you will but you know, mm-hmm. the biggest thing for me is like, oh, we're going to bring in Captain Marvel, like use this beeper and then we're going to try to nuke the area that we're fighting. And I was like, that doesn't make any fucking sense to me. But again, yeah, I didn't like stupid... that part where it was like, you're going to let her fight him, but then like nuke them anyway. Like, what? yeah, I mean, again, yeah. like, there's no reason why we should really adhere to a ton of logic while watching this series. But that's just one of those things like internal logic kind of didn't make sense. So. I did like Frank mm-hmm. Grillo saying, oh, man, we never get to use the nukes. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah seriously. Um, it's pretty good. Um, yeah. I liked then, when they would punch each other between continents that you would see, like, the name of the continent, like. Yeah. Like looking at a globe or whatever. Hovering yeah. above it. Yeah. 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 Um, yeah. No, I mean, it's it's definitely fun. I thought I thought the the mom stuff at the end was kind of funny personally. Like I I could see how it could be cheesy for some people, but for me it kind of plays into that like Thor is really nothing without like his family. You know what I mean? And so it kind of plays into that idea where a lot of his personality and his identity is tied to his family members. Yeah. And um sure. And th- so that but the other thing that totally cracked me up was the Mjolnir joke. Where it's got like all the party beads and like all that shit. Oh, yeah, and, like, yeah, yeah. That got like, me back to that party. I yeah. literally yeah. laughed out loud when I was like, <laughs> and um, so yeah, I just I thought that was a great setup to that payoff, even though it happens fairly quickly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I enjoyed the their their realization like, well, Thor's real, then Odin and Frigga must also be real, mm-hmm. and you know it was like a mm-hmm. whole. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it was it, again. I think it was a fun episode. I think it was a filler episode. Mm-hmm. So that's why it's not necessarily sure, my favorite. Yeah. yeah. Um, I I mean, yeah, I also laughed, but I guess I I don't know. I guess maybe I'm not looking for like comedy in these things. I want to see like crazy shit we would never expect to happen, right? Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. and like, yeah. Oh, oh no, Thor's gonna party the planet to death. Like, eh. it it as just felt like is. one big Easter egg. Yeah. 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 Totally. Yeah. Totally. That's a good way to put it. Yep. Absolutely. Um, and then, you know, of course the episode ends with yeah, another... the most important thing. What? I said the most important part yeah, of the episode. I mean, it's another sort of infinity stones reference and basically Ultron like shows well, up. The mm-hmm. watcher mm. is giving a monologue yeah. and says, Wait, what? 
Like he didn't see this coming. Yeah. The watcher yeah. who we've been led to believe this entire time knows literally everything forever and always mm-hmm. is taken aback by something and it pans over. Yeah. And what I've deemed ultra vision comes through <laughs> a, a infinity gauntlet portal with a bunch of yeah. Ultron bots. Yeah. And he's got the infinity stones in his like chest plate. Mm-hmm. And then his mask comes up and it's vision with the mind stone making like the last one, right? Or whatever. But yeah, it's like, what if Ultron completed the upload to vision and yeah. vision mm-hmm. didn't become like a good guy. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. I think the, I think the canon term is Supreme leader U- U- Ultron, Ultron or whatever, mm-hmm. but like I'm going with ultra vision. Um, <laughs> <laughs> what is a vision? If not ultra, but yeah, I think we are led to believe this is going to be the main um, driving force between the finale episode, which is uh, the Guardians of the Multiverse, right? Mm-hmm. Um, if Ultra Vision is out there fucking up the multiverse, somebody has to stop him. And that's, yeah. I yeah. mean, just we don't know anything else about that episode except for the title of it, but like mm-hmm. that's clearly what it's going to deal with, yeah. right? Yeah. 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 And it seems like they're building up to a lot of this stuff because even in the previous episode, Thanos didn't have all of the stones. And I think even, isn't there references to the stones in previous episodes too? I can't remember. Um, but, you know, sure. yeah. it, it, that progression of, okay, now, you know, this someone has all the stones and they're going around making a muck of things, like, definitely leads to that idea, like you're saying, Joel, that this is going to kind of be the, the through line of the series, you know, and towards the finale and all that. So. Mm-hmm. I am confused as to the mechanics of these Infinity Stones. If you are jumping between multiverses, right, where you show up to a universe where the Infinity Stones already exist Mm -hmm. and you have the Infinity Stones, can you use them? Because they already exist in the universe you're in. Yeah. Right? Mm -hmm. I don't know. Like in the TVA, they had like multiple power stones in one drawer right and like they don't work yeah right but it's like ultra vision shows up with infinity stones into a universe that uh i don't know presumably also has infinity stones yeah yeah well or is he is he not is he from the same universe no because i think the watcher would know then right like he's like surprised oh sure i see what you're saying right yeah yeah. okay yeah no totally yeah i don't know and also, how does the watcher not know what's going on? What if? Yep, it's interesting. We'll see. Got two more. Two more. Yeah, we have yep. two more. So, do we know what the next episode is? Mm, I'm sure, we can look it up. Give me one yeah. second to pull it back again. Yeah, yes, it is. Actually, no, we don't. What? We really don't. No, not on <laughs> MTV anyway. No. <laughs> Oh damn! Yeah, well, well we know the last one is uh, the Guardians of the Multiverse. So I wonder if they're going to tie in this next one to the last one, or if it's just going to be another like like cliffhanger to then wrap everything up in the last episode. Yeah, yeah, it could be. Yeah, I mean, I hope that it would be a little bit more of a lead in, but who knows? Um, yeah, I, I I would also prefer that, honestly. I'm trying to think of who we haven't yeah. seen yet. Uh, 
saw Korg. We saw Korath. Grant. We saw a little bit of the Grandmaster as well, which was kind of funny. Oh, he was pretty. Yeah, that was funny. I love, he's like, we're leaving. We're taking the scoot scoots. <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, it's tough because we've pretty much seen most of the people that have uh, that have been announced for the show. Except for Ebony Maw, we haven't seen yet. So maybe that'll play into things. And mm, we did see yeah. Ebony Maw, right? Did we? Yeah, he was remember. in the episode where Thanos beat the shit out of the Black Order. What episode oh, was that? in the the the, the what if T'Challa was? Oh, Star-Lord. yeah, 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 yeah. That's right. Yep, yep, yep. Yeah. Well, who knows? Um, so yeah, I mean, that's uh, I guess that's what if at this point. Do you guys have anything else to add to uh, to our thoughts on the series so far? No, but I'm reading that apparently there's an episode that uh was talked about that hasn't aired yet and if we're assuming that the finale is uh the ultra vision episode um there's an episode where tony and gamora are on sakar um Mm. so that that has to be the next episode if it's not the finale yeah that that's the only thing that imdb has is that um the cast is obviously the watcher and tony stark so Mm -hmm. yeah yeah so so then it's Tony on Sakaar. And Sakaar is the... Uh, Sakaar is the... Um, where the, the power... or The the Nova Corps is? No, it's where we first meet. The first... Uh, wait, no. Hold on. Now I gotta look this up because I'm getting confused. Oh, no, no, no. It's 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 where the Grand Master... Yeah, yeah, and, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. it's where the Grand Master lives. Yes. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh. It's the... Uh, it's like where the... I. It's... The Planet Hulk shit that they yeah. put in, um, uh-huh. uh, yeah, in Ragnarok. Yeah, yeah. maybe yeah, we'll yeah. get to see Beta Ray Bill. That'd be awesome. That would be so yeah, fucking maybe. cool. Holy shit! Yeah, I'd be way down for that. Side note: I think Party Thor. They may have had like a slight Taika um, homage. I don't know if you guys caught it, but the guy in the pink pineapple shirt. Yeah, that's oh, that would be cool. Homage. Yeah, yeah, because uh, sure he kept popping up in the crowd. So yeah. yeah. You know who I want to see if we go to Sakara, dude, is I want to see Meek, dude. Let's see Meek. Oh, yeah. yeah. That'd be great. Oh, Meek's yeah. dead. <laughs> oh, oh. Oh, Meek's dead. <laughs> oh, no, he's great. alive. You're alive. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's so funny, man. All right. Well, yeah. only two episodes left, so we can squeeze that into the next episode. Absolutely. That'll be great. And we can even do that in person. Bow, 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 bow. That'll be cool. That'll be real nice. Yeah. All right. Moving on to my least favorite segment where I actually have a lot of shit to say. Uh, (laughs) What we've been watching. Lauren, you said you don't have anything. Taylor, what do you have? I'll go first. Yeah. I have not had time to watch anything except what if. Whoa. Amazing. (laughs) Um, I got a couple things. Uh, I actually wanted to see something that you watched and I haven't had a chance yet. So I'm curious to hear your thoughts. But uh, yeah, I mean, I'll start off what we do in the shadows returned. Still great. Mm. Uh, loving it. Yeah. Absolutely loving it. All I have to say I will is... say, actually, I did watch the premiere episode of it, okay. and yeah, better than ever. Yeah. Okay. Uh, there's a... There, uh, I don't want to spoil it because you haven't seen it. There's a joke in, I think, the third or fourth episode that is, like, one of the best jokes the, the show has ever done. Um, and oh, I'll nice. just leave it at that. It's, 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 which it's episode? A, it's a casino episode. So, um, and I think I know what you're, you probably know what I'm talking about, Jill. So, watch what we do. That was in the, the last episode, right? Uh, I think so. Yeah, it was the most yeah, recent yeah. one. Although, I think one came out this week that I haven't seen. So, oh, okay. I thought that was the 
my dude, my I have been working so much. My fucking cal. I'm like, what Same day is here. it? Yeah, I, 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 yeah, like I thought that was the last episode. But if there's another one, then I got shit to watch today. I'm yeah, stoked. yeah. I think it comes. I think it comes out on Wednesdays. I can't remember. Or Wednesdays. Wednesdays but, but, yeah. Um, yeah, it does. I also watched a a, a documentary uh, about 9/11. And was that the Hulu one? No, it's the Netflix one. It's about uh, the war I've been on terror. The Hulu one. It was so freaking good, guys. Like. Oh, wow. Definitely not an easy, especially the first episode where they go through beat by beat, like through the people who were there, the air traffic controllers, all the radio transmissions of of the yeah. actual September 11th attacks. It is heart wrenching. And I almost had to turn it off. I was like, I don't know if the whole series is like this. I don't know if I'm going to be able to to watch this. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, luckily, it's like the first mm-hmm. 30 minutes and then they really get into like the stuff of the war in Iraq and all that. But really awesome Mm -hmm. documentary it's it's five parts and literally it's one of those show uh, series that's totally bingeable and i wanted to keep watching the next episode even though you know we kind of have an idea of what happened it's really interesting learning the stories behind that so Mm -hmm. um, do you know where they got their footage from i'm not sure i know it's a lot of archival stuff like the hulu one that i've been watching there was a there was a french I think they were French brothers and they were doing a documentary on the on the firefighters in New York the day that it happened. So a lot oh, of the wow. footage on the Hulu one is like on the ground with the firefighters like as it's happening because Oof. they were already there like shooting a documentary. Damn, that's crazy. No, and I it's pretty know intense. That. Like yeah. I've seen a lot of footage of the planes hitting from like really far away. Mm-hmm. Right. Like I've seen like mm-hmm. a lot of that in yeah. you know the 20 years. But watching the 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 Hulu one. There's a shot where they're it's like the firefighters and they're on the ground and they're like detecting like a gas leak. Mm-hmm. Right. And they're sitting there and they've got their little like it's not a Geiger counter, but, you know, it's like the same shit. Yeah. And they're like detecting for gas. And you hear this loud like plane overhead. Right. Like as if you're on like the tarmac. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And the and like the firefighters like look up. And then they like turn their heads and like the camera turns and it's like, you're looking right at the world trade center and the plane just fucking hits it. And I'm like, that's the closest footage I've ever fucking seen. Like it's, it was intense. It's super crazy watching it, but you know, and, and that's someone I've seen a lot of the footage. I've watched a lot of the documentaries and stuff. So it's like, even the way they portray it, it's just heart wrenching. Um, But the, Mm -hmm. just so you know, the, the series is called turning point nine 11 and the war on terror. Um, it goes into like Al Qaeda's roots in, in the eighties and how we help them and, and all that stuff. So it's like really, really interesting. I would recommend it. Um, and then beyond that, uh, I don't know if you guys have seen this either, but I saw the, uh, new Bob Ross documentary on Netflix, which is, you would, you would. yeah, uh, it's, it's interesting. I think it's a little one-sided in terms of, mm. uh, it feels very much like a hit piece against, uh, certain parties, but, um, oh. Let's just put it this way. I will be boycotting Bob Ross products from this point forward. And that's someone who what? actually bought, you paint, huh? who actually bought a lot of Bob Ross products. So oh, that's yeah. all I'll say. Um, but really, wow. inter- really interesting documentary. Um, Holy shit. Yeah, I would recommend anybody who has a minimal interest in Bob Ross to check it out. So, hmm. um, Or not yeah. check it out if you... Because apparently he sucks. No, actually, Bob Ross is a really great guy um, still. Uh, and it's really just all about all the people that were surrounding him. Um, think of it as like oh, an Elvis kind of situation. Yeah, kind yeah, of okay. an Elvis yeah. sort of situation. So That sucks. Yeah. 
Um, so yeah, that's it for me. Sweet, dude. Yeah, I've also been watching what we do in the shadows. I watched, uh, still watching Ted Lasso. It's just some of the mm. best episodes have come out in the most fucking past couple weeks. They're just goddamn. They won. They won Emmys for a reason. Mm-hmm. Um, but aside from that, I saw a huge jacked man's most recent movie, Reminiscence, and <laughs> Jesus fucking H Christ. It is one of the worst movies I've ever seen in my entire life. Oh, it is. No. It is. <laughs> so bad <laughs> it's like what if days of future past was also minority po- report was also like ready oh, player boy. one and it's like god, god this oh, is no. all so bad uh i will say cliff curtis is in it big fan of cliff curtis he's yeah. you know he's he's a good actor mm-hmm. um but i i don't know man the the plot is super dumb um like the reasonings for him wanting to like find this woman are like super dumb and, and it's i don't know it's 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 so bad they tried to make it like a kind of like a dame to kill for type of like storyline where like all the dudes who are fighting each other in the movie have been like duped by this like one woman yeah like, yeah it's the way they portray it's just the way they it's so fucking it's so bad yeah so it's funny because <laughs> i've you know obviously heard of the movie but i was just looking at the wikipedia page and it said people have com- compared it unfavorably to similar works like the maltese falcon and westworld which i don't even get how those two things can be correlated what? but interesting <laughs> well because it's like a noir film but yeah. it's like and then you it's have just the, not done very well yeah you have the classic like um uh, what's the mm. word for it? The 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 dame or whatever you said. Um, I'm yeah, trying to think of the the correct term, but I can't. Um, yeah, so I could see that. Uh, so yeah, I don't recommend watching this movie because it's just fucking bad. Uh, something I would recommend watching is James Wan's new film, Malignant. Mm. Um, this has gotten very mixed responses mixed, from people. Yeah, you're either gonna love it or you're gonna hate it, and I haven't seen it yet, so. Everyone I know on uh, the Los Angeles subreddit, uh, they've all been talking like, oh, we just watched this last night. We hated it. Right. Like a bunch of people were saying how bad it was. And then I was talking to a friend who was like, people are going to hate this movie for one specific reason. And that it's very much a genre movie. It's Mm. like a B movie. Basically, it is a it is Mm. a B movie. And I feel like maybe a lot of the general audiences don't like know what a b movie is yep right Got they just feel like it's... oh popular movie on hbo it's probably gonna be like a good movie mm-hmm. and it's like <laughs> the thing is is it is a good movie because he set out to make a b movie and he was fucking successful exactly. with it. it's an in, it's yeah, intentionally yeah, yeah. trashy is the thing yeah. i've been hearing yeah. yeah which is like so i saw someone say like just because you didn't like it that doesn't mean he wasn't successful in his vision I'm right which sure, is like pretty mm-hmm. sure that was me joel I, I, was tweet, I tweeted a, a big thing about this and, and I haven't seen the movie. I'll bring up the tweet, but go ahead. I'll, I'll read it off. To you. Um, <laughs> it is so fucking balls to the wall. Insane. Um, there was a twist that I was like, I dude, I, I, it just reminded me so much of like, stay out of my womb. I was, I was like, this thing mm-hmm. is, this thing is fucking what I want out of a B movie, but like high quality production. Like, it's like what I would want to do with making like a B movie. Like it's fucking like the gore effects are fucking kind of ch- like kind of cheesy. Yeah. Like the bad guy in the end is like kind of cheesy. Um, the plot and the dialogue <laughs> kind of cheesy. Yeah. But made, but, but, but like made on like a Hollywood studio fucking like 
budget. Um, yeah. And I, I just, I mean, like, uh, is it a good movie? Like, no, probably not. But like, he made he he fucking he made a B movie. God damn it. <laughs> yeah, totally. I mean, you know, nice. Yeah, and the, like, kind of what I tweet about. I'm still looking for it here. Um, they there's a difference between again, like, intentionally trashy and just being like unintentional like you think you're making a, a high quality movie and it's more shitty than you could like reminiscence you know is a good yeah. <laughs> good example yes. of that <laughs> kind of point. but Great uh, example. but yeah i mean I've, I've heard amazing things about the movie and look i'm a big believer in james one like in james, i was gonna say james one hey, i trust yeah. you know james one didn't make a <laughs> shitty movie on accident dude you know he fuck he made the he made the first fucking saw movie right whatever you want to say about the fucking nine thousand sequels after that right saw was good he made conjuring one and two those are good movies insidious is very popular you know it's like not my favorite but it's like a widely acclaimed Mm -hmm. horror movie the dude knows how to make horror yes he made yes he made aquaman but we can forgive him that (laughs) well (laughs) but check this out so like first of all dude has never made a bad movie like whether you disagree uh, about didn't Aquaman he make Annabelle series, creation? Uh, no, I don't think he did. Actually, didn't he? I thought it, someone else directed that and he produced it. I Maybe. Can't remember. Um, but here, here's I found the tweet, um, and I think you're gonna love this, Joel. I said when uh, reviewing a movie, I always try to ask myself, what is the intent of the filmmaker? Right? What What are they trying to say? What are they trying to do? If the film lives up to this intent, then it's at least a minimum moderate creative success. Uh, it's what a movie intends to be, not what I personally want it to be. But enough about Aquaman already. Nah. <laughs> so that's not so that's not the tweet I saw, but yeah. that is hilarious. No, yeah. No, the tweet I saw was like just because you didn't like it, mm-hmm. just doesn't mean it wasn't successful. Yeah, I, uh, I, I think I quote tweeted someone who said that. So yeah. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. That might have been. Uh, so let's see. He did um No, it wasn't uh Annabelle Creation. It was called dead silence oh actually dead silence isn't isn't terrible it's not really? one of his better movies but i remember like a I movie about a, what it was. a marionette doll is gonna be good <laughs> all right i'll check i mean <laughs> dude if he can make like annabelle scary as hell in the conjuring movies then dude i was not aware he did the kevin bacon death sentence movie yes yes I had that poster in my room in high school, dude. Yeah. That p- poster was cool. Yep, he directed the he directed Dead Silence and Death Sentence, which is yeah. weird because they're similar in that way, title wise. But yeah. he directed those two movies in the same year. So, oh um, wow, yeah. And also, he's like written a bunch of other stuff. So it's like again, James Wan has never made a bad movie. He's made okay movies. He's made so so movies, but he's never made an outright bad movie. So that's my. Uh, yeah, so Input I would say this. this movie is just fucking. It's fun, dude. Yeah. I I I had a I had a fucking great time. Nice. I'm excited to check it out. So I would recommend seeing it. Fucking cool. Insidious Five is coming out. I didn't even know that was a thing. They made Insidious three and four. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Yeah, I know, I know he's uh, only involved in like the first two. Yeah, right? yeah no, uh, yeah. I know Lee Winnell directed Insidious Three, who he's the co like longtime co writer of James Wan. Yeah, Warren, yeah, and, uh, you know, his good own, old Lee Winnell. I mean, he's he's got a great career going now. I mean, The Invisible Man and Upgrade are both like the Invisible Man was movies, great, yeah. Dude. So, well, did he have anything to do with? Uh, did Lee have anything to do with uh, Malignant? No, I don't think he did. Huh? Um, hold on. 
No, I don't think he did. Looking, looking, looking. Because it's written by two other people that aren't him. Yeah. Um, I will say it is a pretty creatively original idea, which is kind of rare in horror these days. Mm -hmm. Um, Taylor, just go into the mind of uh, uh, stay out of my womb when you watch this movie. Yeah, no, Um, of course. That's what I'm expecting. Like, I mean, I've seen the images of like Zoe Bell, um, uh, like her character and stuff like that. And I'm just like, okay, I know exactly what this movie is going for. So. It's yeah, I think I think you're you're you'll love it. (laughs) Cool. All right. Well, I guess that'll wrap it up then. huh? Yeah, that's a pretty short cast, everybody. Thanks for listening to this episode of Pop Pop, the pop culture podcast. The next time you see us, hear us, whether you're blind or deaf, this podcast is for you. (laughs) Um, But we'll be podcasting in person in Taylor's garage. It'll be awesome. Uh, Hopefully it will be hot as fuck. It probably will be. Taylor, where can everybody find you on the internet? You can find me on Twitter at Taylor Sailing, where I'm tweeting one and f- uh, fun and wonderful things like I just read to you, fine listeners. Things that Joel remembers <laughs> and quotes yeah. without remembering that it was exactly. from Taylor. That's okay. Lauren, how about you? <laughs> I am at underscore Miss Pixie underscore on Instagram and Twitter. Beautiful, and I'm the LA nerd that is everywhere on the internet. Just search that in Google, and you'll find me somewhere. I don't know. Maybe go look at a new selfie I posted on Instagram. I don't care. I love that, by the way, Lauren. The delivery Twitter. Twitter. She has to be British for as long as she can before she moves on. Exactly. Well, until then, that was more uh, that was more Catherine Hepburn than than British. Yeah, Yeah, she was always trying to be British. Well, wasn't she? Uh, Whatever. It, See you later, nerds. It's a, it's a, this is dialect talk, Joel. speaking Quit, of nerds. But anyway. <laughs> Bye. Peace.